Oh, well, hi, my name's Jess Wood. Welcome to Get Wood. Uh, I was raised a hippie, if you don't know, so I was excited to learn my first word. Was it mama? Was it dada? No, my first word was ear. Let's start the show. Bam, and you say, God damn, this is a dope jam. I'm broad, I'm broad, I'm broader than Broadway. Yes, I'm broad, said I'm broad, said I'm broader than Broadway. And I'm diddling, 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 join in and diddle yourself. And it feels so good. Your sauce will mix with ours and will make a good goulash, baby. Oh, yeah, are you excited? It's time for Get Wood with your friend, Jess Wood. Hi, that's me. Hey, that's he, she, what? Pronoun, hey now, same now. How do you do now? Titties out and oiled up for 20. Hi, everybody. I know, I know, it's exciting. I'm so excited. I have to take a breath because I just get very, very excited to be here. Hello and happy Tuesday. I told you I'd see you next Tuesday. Come on, you little lovers. I, um, when I say it, I'll do it because I'm a motherfucking Capricorn, Billy Ray Capricorn. Uh, anybody who loves trading places know what I'm talking about. Anyway, yes, I was raised by hippies in Topanga Canyon. It's all very true all very true. Uh, I smoked my first hit of weed and I fell down and then they gave me another hit of weed. Hey, get used to it, kid. Build up that tolerance. But also Mama L was smoking it in uh, uh, pregnant, you know, in uter utero. I don't know how you, Jesse, stop. Don't call out your mother. But my, I have to, I have to call you out because so many people of Gen X had uh, moms and dads who smoked and drank and <laughs> while they were preggers or getting preggers with the kids. So it's okay to talk about it. My mom used to say to me all the time, like, oh God, Jesse, why do you think they call it dope? And then she'd smoke a bunch of weed. And I was like, ma, what in the world? And you were smoking when you were pregnant with me. Like there's a famous picture. I mean, it's not famous to you, famous to me of my mom with a big old belly, like a little late in the, uh, she was supposed to have me around Christmas. I didn't come out till the 2nd of January. Thank you, I will accept a present. Um, but she had a big goblet of wine balanced on that belly and a big old joint in the other hand next to that belly. So I was like, mama, and I mean, in the end, you know, I'm very lucky. I'm one of the lucky kids out here, or people, kids, come on. Uh, it's a term of endearment. But I am one of the lucky people whose parent, before they died, apologized for being such a fuck up. I mean, she did. And she was like, and she said it. She was like, Jesse, oh, God, we really fucked you guys up. <laughs> and I thought, yes. And then I said, yes. And then we laughed which we often did, which I hope you will do today with me. If you haven't already done so, I hope to, I hope that you will. Come on, loosen it up, baby. Loosen it up. Do you know that I learned this weekend about laughter? Like we all knew laughter was good for you. We all knew laughter was the best medicine and all that shit. But did you know that it releases all three hormones? Okay, the hormone that you that comes out when you're having sex the hormone that comes out when you're meditating and the hormone that comes out when you're exercising all at the same time. That's correct. 
Laughter brings all three of those things to the surface. So all I'm saying is, you guys, are you so excited? <laughs> right now I'm like coming, I'm I'm working out and I'm meditating. So I'm like, uh, um, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, um, uh, it's kind of like lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. So yeah, I think that laughter is even better than what we thought it was. So I'm going to start to tell the uh, interwebs and the people, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rebrand here. I'm going to rebrand. Instead of being like, sex positives, tell stories, she's a comedian. I'm going to be like, hey, spiritual healer, jiggly jaggedy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can fucking put it up. I mean, I'm not trying to hustle anybody. I get feedback where people tell me that I cheer them up. So let's continue that. Let's keep going on that vibe because that's what I'm talking about. I mean, it helps me too, y'all. It helps me too. I just want to say thank you and I love you. You know, I often say that. You got to take it. You got to. <laughs> what do you, I mean, you could change the channel here. There are a million people doing this. There are. And you can't compare and you can't compete. I mean, I'm competing, but not in, you know, I'm not climbing over anyone here in Albuquerque. Uh, which I kind of wish I were. Speaking of sex, come on. <laughs> I haven't climbed over anyone in so long. And you know, this whole re-entry thing into society, like re-entry, and I feel like it's the same with like re-entry. I just am nervous. You can tell, you can tell, everyone is having kind of a mm, hard time. Like, what do you do in the next situation? You know what I mean? So thank God it's 420 and Taco Tuesday today at the same time. It's what we've been training for people. Let's get it together. You know what I mean? What, what else are we doing? I mean, did you train when you were, okay, when I was a kid, and I mean a real kid, like I was about 11 years old, I think, when this started to happen. But I had some neighbors in Hollywood that were older than me, the, the older kids, you know. And the older kids, man, they always influence the younger kids. It's just what happens. And so I had these older kids across the street, and they had a graphics bong. And if you know the graphics bong, you know it's got the skull on the thing with the jester hat. And, you know, I was pretty funny already at that time, and I had already smoked weed at that time. So I was like, shit, I can get down with this now. I was 11. Okay, so I'm in uh, what my friends, at my neighbors across the street called the party room. Well, it was really a garage that held a, an old mattress. and I mean, not old, but not new uh, mattress and a strobe light and a bong and then any kind of liquor that any kids could get their hands on. And I mean kids. I was 11. They were a little older, maybe 13, 14, you know, the teenagers, the bad influence. And so I was over there and this is how I trained for how I, I take bong hits now. I don't know. We're, we're not talking much 420. I guess I'll stay on topic. See what happened is I took a bong hit before this, which is, you know, I don't do it all the time, but uh, I do... <laughs> I do do it. And so I, um, I, I, uh, I, I was trained by these teenagers in Hollywood with a bong. They had a graphics bong and they shoved it full of fucking Cali weed and they lit the lighter to it. And I stuck my little 11 year old head into that glass piece. And I just started, you know, sucking, you know, they, they lit it. I sucked it. I drooled. I shook. I, and everyone around, there was about six or seven other kids, smoke, 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 smoke. And you know, peer pressure is a bitch. And so I'm just like, huh, huh, you know, and I'm doing it and I'm doing it. And, uh, 
I had, I, I learned that way. That's how I learned. And we were smoking and I mean, I remember stealing it from my parents, you know what I mean? And, and stealing it from your parents in the eighties was really bad because you know why? Stems, seeds, I don't care that you're stealing from your parents. <laughs> it's just the, the quality of the weed was so bad. And I remember my mom be like, oh, how much is a lid of that? A lid? What are you even talking about? I don't even understand what that means. Doesn't a lid go on a jar? What is a lid? Oh my goodness. So I didn't know, even though I was raised all around weed. And so from the beginning of me starting to smoke it with my parents, I could steal it from my parents too. But like I said, sticks and stones, man, you had to, do you remember any of you remember with the record, you could take a, uh, a record from your parents' record collection and then take their weed. And what they would do is they'd put their weed on it and then they'd use a playing card to, to, pull the weight like they tilt the record a little bit and then they'd pull the playing card up and they'd slowly and the stick and the um the this <laughs> the seeds would come rolling down and it was a great method and I think I feel like I grew up on that method of watching people with bad weed do that with the seeds rolling down from the record and uh definitely with my parents but then I had some friends in Topanga Canyon whose parents grew weed and that weed was insane like that was oh my god usually outdoor weed is you know whatever but this was Topanga Canyon California across the street from the beach this guy was like he had a real green thumb if you know what I mean and he was he loved those buds and he I think he loved those buds and those plants more than he loved his kid I mean a little bit because we all had to trim for him I mean not had to I don't know was it child labor who knows were we eight Yes. Did we have joints that we were smoking whilst we were trimming the buds of my friend's father? Yes, indeed. Do I feel like perhaps that infringed on some brain situations in my situation? Yeah, probably why I say situation so much. Probably why I can't think of a lot of vocabulary words sometimes. Uh, so we would go as little, little, little kids and we would trim our friend's dad's weed and so we would be surrounded by these giant stalks of weed that he had gotten out and we would go in and, and help him cut it down as well and you had to go when you went to get the weed you had to go underneath all this bamboo that he had grown all over to because you know the helicopters it wasn't legal it was in the 80s it wasn't legal for christ's sake oh my god it was late 70s early 80s whoa whew, you could have gotten a lot of trouble and if he was black he probably would have gotten a lot of trouble but he was a white guy who actually was an actor and would bring the weed and you know a lot of times I feel like now as a grown-up I'm like wait a second I think he used a lot of the weed to get him jobs I mean I would as well that was fucking killer weed then everybody knew his weed and everybody had jars of his weed and like as a kid we just had his weed it was just around we were just smoking his weed and so we trimmed a lot. We trimmed a lot. Child labor. Don't know. N unclear. And we smoked a lot. Smoked a lot. And my friend Moonstar. Ooh, I probably shouldn't say. Anyway, her, she had a party one time for her birthday and there was just joints everywhere. But it was like her ninth birthday, you know, and there was a, a bowl of rum. There was a bowl of uh, 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 pina colada. Yeah, pina colada. And I got a I got a cup of it. 
and I was eight. And I walked out to my mom. My mom was there. She's on the lawn. She's kicking it. You know, all the adults are around. And I, I take a sip and I go, ooh, mom, I love this. Here, try this. She takes a sip. She goes, oh, I hate rum. And she hands it back to me. Then I just went on to the part with the party. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. To, you know, a couple of, you know, who I'm talking about in here and it was, I mean, it's fine. It's probably way over, you know, whatever the, uh, I mean, he's dead. He's not even, I mean, God bless him. Pour out a little for big Mike. He was awesome. He, I mean, he was crazy, but he was awesome with the weed and everything, but he was crazy in the way that like, we would be, I mean, we're little girls, right? Eight, nine years old. And we're at his house. And maybe at like three in the morning, he'll wake us up with African dance music, uh, African drum music, and he'll be dancing in the living room naked with his dick flopping around. And the reason he was called Big Mike, you figure it out, people. You figure it out. Why did I give you a titty shake? Sorry about that. If you're only listening audio, I, you should go and look at the IGTV because you'll get an oiled up. Anyway, I say show your tits and shake them if you want to, if you have some interesting shit to say. Don't just shake them to shake them. I mean, that's me being judgmental. Let's all, let's all put the judgments behind us, shall we? It's so hard, isn't it? Because I'm judging myself at all times. So of course I'm going to judge. Anyway, whew, not of course, not of course. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell you something I'm really proud of right now. You know how hard that is? You know how hard it is to really blast on yourself, to say to yourself, hey, you know what, guys, listen to this one. Last week's episode of Get Wood was number one. Eight seven on an undercover cop. Like I can't not I can't not say that. <laughs> but it was 187 that episode. I can't even tell you how excited and proud and happy I am because a lot of times people say, and most of it is audio. But since I started doing video this year, it's all on IGTV. If you want to look and you can see it again. So I just feel very proud of myself. I looked back at 420 2020 and I saw some of the stuff I was dealing with and and doing now it was just uh two months into lockdown one month after no one week after I had kicked the pirate out and I saw Landro and that was when we had sex with the masks and the condoms and I gotta say what a lovely, <clears throat> excuse me, I, had a, I get a little verklempt when I think about Laundro. <laughs> Hello. He was, did I tell you that he did a, he sang a Fred Astaire song the first time I met it, Dancing Cheek to Cheek, and he quoted a young Frankenstein Mel Brooks movie quote, and that, those are panty droppers to me. I don't know about you, but those are fucking what you know just the legs opening that's that sound and I uh really did have a great time with him I do miss him I mean you know he I, I I wrote down what he said to me after I guess we hadn't seen each other in a couple months because the pirate had been holing up at my house for quarantine right because we were trying to be safe and then I just kicked him out I was like go live in the van because I cannot handle with the two guitars and the whole situation and so um, <laughs> so Landro came over and he and he actually said to me because I wrote it down and that's what I do see if you're friends with me or you're related to me or you're fucking me I'm gonna write everything down and I won't necessarily 
uh, embarrass you, but I'll I'll tell my my side of the story of what happened because look, he said to me, Londro, he said, I I don't think I really missed you that much. Wow. Okay, you're just gonna volunteer that that information. <laughs> That's so nice. And then he talked about how lovely my ass had filled out. So you know, let's get let's get focused. Let's get together on one point. Let's not go all over the place here. Where I'm not this, but I'm a, but the ass is that. You know what I mean? Let's just focus up. I don't need to. <clears throat> anyway, Londro. Mm, yeah. So you know, after not having sex for a while here, I feel like oof, I could really forgive a lot of the stuff like you're like eh, so they're drug addicts <laughs> don't let it happen to you I'm not going back I'm not going back but this is the this is the part where I am you know telling you this is the part where I tell you how I'm so thinking about it so you know what are you gonna do that's uh it's real shit and that's why you come to me and that's why I love you and thank you for saying I'm glowing, my friend Bridget. I, I really appreciate you and everyone who's out there. Uh, so another uh, self-tape. I had another two self-tapes, which is great. It's great. You know, and I usually hate it when comics talk about like, oh, I had this acting audition. But what's funny is that we don't, you can't go anywhere. So it's just me in my living room like, hello. You know, <laughs> I mean, I didn't do an English woman. <laughs> Hello, I'm I'm gonna be on masterpiece theater. You know, no, I I didn't do that. But I was again another mom, but this time a worried mom. Like you're not gonna do anything, right? Like oh god, and uh, <laughs> and then I was a housekeeper, and I'm like, yes, please cast me at the, as the housekeeper. Cast the white lady as the housekeeper. Uh, but I had to improvise the housekeeper stuff. So I was like, oh, good afternoon. I mean, I didn't do an English accent. But it's hard for me not to make fun because I think it's so fucking silly. Anyway, but I had a great time because, uh, you know, when you're a, a podcast, an actress and a comic and doing podcasts and trying to tell your jokes and everything, it's like such a high when you get to do it. And, and I'm fucking grateful as fuck. And I don't say grateful AF. I don't like AF. Why can't we say as fuck? You know, some people are scared of the wrong words. Do you know that we've talked about this before? I don't like how people are scared of moist or panties or as fuck. Do you know what I'm talking? You do know what I'm talking about because you're here. Anyway, I'll tell you about something that fucked me up this week. Taxes. Now, there are a couple things you can't escape in life, right? Death and and taxes. And it's so sad. But I swear to you, uh, these motherfuckers, they, the reason I owed them money, because I got health insurance from Obamacare in 2019. And they were like, bitch, you made too much money. But they had me guess how much money I was going to make. Okay, so that'll give you a heart attack and, and vine. And so I just say, you know what? Take your fucking money. Because here's what the great, here's the universe. This is what I'm talking about when I talk about how gr my gratitude is just soaring all the time, okay? If you pay attention, the universe is on your side. Watch. I went to the mail that day. There was a bill for $750 and there was a fucking stimmy check. So I was like, hey, hey now, say now, what now? This is going to work out fine. And I can get a tank top and a jaunty hat if I would like. Do you know what I'm saying? I will have a little leftover. Do I care that I'm sending them? No, motherfuckers gave me money all year. Do I care that they're ripping off the poor? And fucking, yes. I mean, we are, I don't, how do they want money from me? This isn't real. These aren't real. You know these weren't real. Uh, these earrings, I'm saying for the audio. <laughs> Love. Now, 
If you've known me for a very long time, you know that these love door knockers actually mean something really special to me. Not just that I I bought them at the pop-up from Andy and Edie in Albuquerque, which is a great little shop, and you can go online to Andy and Edie on Instagram. But anyway, it, these love door knockers, when I was doing heroin in New York City in the 90s, I would go in and get heroin for people that were scared to do it. Happy 420. And I um, <laughs> and I would go down to the Lower East Side and I would go to streets called Clinton and Attorney, uh, Stanton and S- Suffolk. If you know, or if you know, if you know, you know. So uh, where I would get the heroin was from these gentlemen, these young Puerto Rican gentlemen who were in the abandoned buildings on said streets. And so uh, I would enter the buildings and I always have a smile on my face. You know me. I'm always pretty chipper. And and why not this? This is a drug. I love heroin. I'm coming to get something I love. So I'm going to be I'm going to be lovely to these gentlemen. So the even my first visit down to the Lower East Side to the to the these heroin, uh, <laughs> this heroin den, den, yes, more abandoned buildings. Um, I was immediately taken in, in a very warm way. Now look, you can say, how does a drug dealer in an abandoned building doorway take you in, Jessica? And I will say, well, here's how. They saw that I was wearing said earrings. These are the fucking earrings that I used to wear when I was... <laughs> when I was a heroin addict and I would be down in the Lower East Side copping heroin and they all would giggle and say hey I like your earrings hey love hey love I like your earrings hey love hey love and so my nickname to them was hey love and let me tell you something I looked pretty different than a lot of the folks coming down there to get their old hair on and so when I would show up everybody like hey love hey love and it was really like old town week and old home week. I don't even know old homey week because, you know, the familiarity, it's just a joy. It's just a joy. And that's what I'm saying. You can find joy anywhere. Like I got the bill, but I also got the check. Do you know what I'm saying? Just like when I went downtown and other people, oh, Jessica, weren't you scared? Weren't you scared when you went down to get the heroin from the gangsters in the hallway? Well, maybe. Uh, no, I wasn't actually because I had come from someone's in the chat room. I won't call you out, but you know, well, there's a couple people in there that hung around with some fine, fine young folks that were quite frightening uh, when we were young. So we were all pretty bad little kids. So by the time I moved to New York, I was already bad. So you know, the bad begets bad. And so I, (laughs) yes, I read and I listen to NPR. If you listen to the beginning of this, I tell you that laughter exudes the hormones that when you're fucking, when you're exercising, and when you're meditating, all three of those at the same time, whittly, diddly, yes, okay? So I just want to say welcome and thank you for being here, and I'm happy to give you some laughter, and I hope it's, I hope you have. Loosen your ass. If you haven't had a giggle, you better loosen your ass. Anyways, uh, death and taxes, boo-boo. You can't let it go. And hey, love, hey, love, hey, now, say now, hey, love. So yeah, Lower East Side, heroin dealers, hey love. Yeah, those Puerto Rican boys love me. The only time I was really nervous when I was down there was when I took my friend Abel, who was like this big director guy for, well, big director guy, but he was a director. He directed um, um, Bad Lieutenant, remember? Uh, remember Harvey Cartel? Uh, 
<laughs> right when he was all naked. Um, yeah. Uh, so Abel and he wanted to go over there with me because he knew we knew each other, and he was like, "I want to go down and to the Lower East Side with you and meet those guys." And I was like, "I don't know. You're a little, little much of a. You're kind of a bust. You know what I mean? Like a white man in a trench coat. Like wow. He almost looked like a Columbine kid, but he was a grown up man, like in his forties. Uh, so anyway, uh, Abel. I took Abel down there, and he got out of the cab first, and. I got out of the cab not 10 seconds later and all these dealers were just surrounded. They surrounded him. <laughs> I think we were on Clinton and Houston at the time. And if you know Clinton and Houston in the beginning of the 90s, whoo Lord, it was still oh, quite something. So yeah, King Heron. So I was able to get some hair, but hey, love, we didn't know it was you. Hey, love. And he's with you. <laughs> yes, he's with me. Leave him alone. So uh, I'm not saying that weed is the gateway drug at all by any means, but if your first word is ear as a child, you may have an issue with drugs as a growing up person. Now, listen, it's better than me uh, huffing paint. You know, I was a paint huffer now. Y'all know I was a paint huffer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, my God. Anyway, so this is episode 188. Last week was 187 on Undercover Cop. And I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, 187. So I just felt really excited about that. Um, also 420 uh, last year, uh, my episode was called Social Distancing. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so I went to my first open mic this week. Oh, my humans, my lovers, my witches, my fairies, my elves, my creatures out there. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? If you know, then you know how it feels to get back on stage after over one year of not. Now, this is great. This is great. I love you. You love me. There's little, maybe there's a heart or two once in a while, some comments. I fucking love that. But in real life with the real people and the energy and the breath and the whole, I mean, no breath close up because it's still COVID. But uh, everybody had their masks on and they were cleaning the thing every time. They were cleaning the, you know, the microphone and the stand and the area and the whole thing and oh my god it was great but I was the only uh, comic in the open mic even though a comic had told me to go to this open mic thank you I had to burp I was the only comic there so they were so extra excited oh they were so extra excited and my friend went with me my neighbor girl and my neighbor girl Jen Shout out to Jen. She also took me to Meow Wolf last week. If you didn't watch last week's episode about where I talk about going to Meow Wolf, whoo, that's a good one. Anyway, um, open mic, restaurant, cute room. Everyone's so sweet that runs it. The guys are all singers and they're singing. I don't know the songs, but my friend Jen tells me Disney villain songs. Mm hmm. Disney villains. So I was like, well, goddamn, right on. I like that when there's like the bad guy and I'm coming to get you. That's none of that's the real words, but you know what I mean. And my friend James, too, this week, he tried to sing to me. You know when people try to sing you a song and, and he was like, oh, I love Cheech and Chong. My mama told me that my daddy not to go. And I was like, that is not the words at all. But thank you for trying. <laughs> Next contestant. <laughs> 
<laughs> so the open mic I go to, so by the time, so, okay. So by the time I get up on stage, there are two children in the audience, children, ch- ch- six years old and seven years old. And not, you know, I don't think they're like me. Like, how are they six and seven? My, I don't have PG material and I'm not just, I don't go up there and like cursey curse McCurserson, but I am tough. It's a tough you know, there's a lot of information that I'm giving about myself and my view. That's quite adult, we'll say. It's adult. Uh, but the children's grandma, so you know they were already fucked up. The children's grandma said, they're fine. They're fine. Just go ahead with your stuff. And so I was like, okay. So I did a bunch of my material. I didn't do the apocalypse uh, dick sucker, which is one of my favorite bits from the last uh, year or so, because before COVID, um, you know, thinking about the end of the world. I mean, you guys, do you know your skill for the end of the world? Are you ready? Are you prepared? Like you have to know how to build fire or uh, build a, a home or, or sew clothes or something. And my friend Charlotte asked me, you know, what would you do? What's your skill? And without missing a beat, I was like, sucking dicks. And she goes, that's not a skill. And then I felt bad for her. Because, you know, I come from a long line of dick suckers. I do. Jewish broads are all, I found out actually what the family crest was on my mother's side. And it looks like, that's that on a, on a blazer somewhere. It's like a, ha, that's our family crest. So I'm very well versed is what I'm saying. And so I think, you know, uh, a lot of times people say, well, how do you know? I say, I think there's some people out there listening right now that are looking at me and thinking, you know what? I would give that lady some clean water. Kick, 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 kick. Burp, burp. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I like that. I like thinking, I mean, I don't like thinking about the end of the world, but I like thinking about what's your skill. I could also tell a hell of a story, but, uh, you're getting wood watching me. Thank you. Well, then mission accomplished. As long as you're laughing or getting, well, there's a meme going around, right? That says, if it doesn't bring you joy, money, or an orgasm, get it the fuck out of there. So I'm covering a couple of those right now. I love that. You guys can send money. Um, I have a Patreon. I have a PayPal. I'm going to start making sure that my Patreon is up and, you know, getting new stuff every week so that I can ask for the money that I deserve to be doing this because this has been free this whole time. And I really would love to continue to do it for free, but have some help with some donors, donors and boners. I know that's all I care about. (laughs) What are you going to do, you guys? Um, So I did my I did my material uh, for the kids and uh, they (laughs) and not only did they love it, but one of the little girls came up and did comedy herself after like a couple after me um, after a couple other people went up and she heard the one joke I remember because I was insulted by it was uh, (laughs) what goes up and never comes down your age bitch, you're six. Get out of here. You're not even allowed here. There's alcohol here. You should go. (laughs) But I did do the uh, story about seeing the two local guys on Central Avenue in Albuquerque, who when I was passing them, uh, they were also passing a man with a baby in a stroller and they could not like I was insulted as a as a woman, as a woman who enjoys a cat call. I was kind of insulted when they didn't even pay me any mind and went right to the stroller and to the baby. And they were like, hey, baby, 
what's up, baby? Hey, baby. And then they offered, baby, you want a dollar? They offered the baby a dollar. And I don't know if that's cultural here or what it is. So I asked the audience, is that cultural? And everyone laughed. And I thought, well, that's funny. I guess I could talk about this uh, again. And then, but when the kid went up and she did the joke, uh, I said, hey, should I give her a dollar to the grandma? And the grandma was like, hey. <laughs> she gave me a mean look. So I was like, oh, sorry, grandma. Only you're allowed to joke about this bitch's future. <laughs> <laughs> calling a six-year-old, I, I don't mean to. Um, what else did I have to tell you? I think that's it. Is that the end of the show? Oh yeah, that's the end of the show. Oh my God. <laughs> it went really fast for me. Did that like go really fast for you? It was so good for me. Was it so good for you? Oh, oh, oh. remember? Oh, ohm. Ugh. Because fucking meditating, working out equals laughter. Shake it down, shake it down, shake it down now. Yeah, shake it down now. So uh, <laughs> if you enjoyed this, uh, please, please share it with your friends, won't you? My name is Jess Wood. Won't you subscribe to Get Wood? That would be lovely. Share it with your friends. Tag me on the share. That would be stupendous. I still have easily distracted t-shirts, tank tops, and boy shorts for sale if anybody would care for those. I also am on PayPal, Venmo. There is a Patreon, of course. So hell, I'll be, it'll all be in the show notes, my loves, and uh, do what you will. Uh, do what thou wilt. That's witchcraft at the end, okay? Listen, my mom always said we're witches. Jesse, you know we're witches. Okay. Well, until next Tuesday, folks, I love you so very much. Um, it makes me want to, uh, um, oh, yeah. Okay, love you. I'll talk to you later. Share it. Share the show, for fuck's sakes. Doesn't hurt nobody. I love you so much. Bye. <laughs> yeah, bye. Bye-bye.